Hey, Wanderers, and welcome back to another episode of Outlaws Wanted. It's Mandy here with an end of arc check in. We wanted to take some time to thank you all again for listening and encourage you to leave a review if you're enjoying the shows that we put together. Since this is the end of an arc, we're going to take a break next week, and in two weeks, we'll be back in Naptown with our investigators. Until then, we hope you enjoy the end of this arc of Outlaws Wanted. Oh, you want a bedtime story? Yes. <laughs> okay, scoot over. Let's see. Ah, I know what story we'll do tonight. Long ago, when the stars could still be counted on one hand, the wayfarers sailed among the constellations, discovering new lands and worlds at every turn. The wayfarers built huge ships that flew faster than light and shot through space like comets racing. But one day, the wayfarers pushed their ships too hard. They sailed too fast and ripped through the skies. Their ships failed them and stranded the wayfarers in a world between time and stars. Unable to leave this strange new world, the wayfarers disembarked from their ships to explore. There, they found something even stranger two brothers locked in endless combat. The first brother ignored the wayfarers, standing tall and powerful with a giant sword to keep the second brother under his heel. The second brother pleaded with the wayfarers to help him, for he was defenseless and could no longer keep his brother from unleashing his wrath upon the verse. But the wayfarers were clever. Seeing the second brother being held against his will, they formed a plan. One of them disguised himself as the second brother and tricked the first brother into fighting him instead. The second brother was snuck aboard the wayfarer's ships. Quickly, he helped them fix their vessels. But by the time they had finished, the second brother had realized he had been tricked. Quick as a flash, the wayfarers shot through the skies. Yet as they flew away, the first brother called out to them in a thunderous voice that echoed through the halls of their ships, You will regret taking him from me. As the wayfarers blasted through the skies, the first brother raised his giant sword against the ships, but he was too late. They broke back into the verse, and the second they found their way back, the world exploded. The wayfarers must now pay for angering the first brother, and they were thrown to every corner of the galaxy, their ships broken and unable to contact each other. The second brother had vanished, and the small colonies of wayfarers were fated to roam the verse trying to find each other. Which is how, after generations of being divided, the united colonies were founded. And one of those small colonies happened to form around the star system called Vagani. And in that small colony, there was a dad named Nuvak, and a mom named Vika, and a little boy named Marvin. And that little boy Marvin put his head down and fell asleep, dreaming about stars. Good night, Marv.
Hey Wanderers, and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. Last time, the crew of the Honor brokered a tentative peace between the Outlaws and most other factions in the galaxy. The extra people on board the Honor have all gone their separate ways, and now the crew has finally earned a brief rest at Homestead. Our first scene is on the way back to Homestead. Jyla and Sully are napping together in their room, and Jyla is startled awake as Sully is floating about a foot above the bed, emitting a bright white glowing light. It's almost blinding in the room. So I think Jyla like rubs her eyes and is like trying to decide if she's dreaming or not. Put, puts down the bottle of alcohol she's drinking, picks up something stronger. <laughs> No, I think she reaches out and tries to touch him. As soon as you reach your hand out, the light extinguishes and Sully falls back on the bed and wakes up. Like crashes? I mean a foot and it's onto a bed. But still. Yeah, I mean it's not like it's not like bump, it's like a thump, you know, as Sully hits the bed. Yeah. Uh Sully? Uh yes, Jyla? Uh what what were you uh dreaming about there? Um Anything you can remember? Mm, Nothing particularly. Why? Nothing particularly or nothing? Dreams fade fast from someone's memory and I don't really remember. Nothing? Just nothing? Nada. All right. Well, I was not dreaming and you were... uh, Glad we had this talk. Floating a foot above the bed and like bright as lightning. That seems abnormal. Have I done this before? Well, I don't know. I've never seen it before. I mean, we have been sleeping in the same room for many months now, I figured. Well, um, I'm a heavy sleeper. Maybe I've never woken up to it before. Is this new? I don't know. Is it weird? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I am just saying that uh, I am also sleeping during this process, so... <laughs> It is hard for me to tell if this is happening. All right. Are, have you been feeling okay since uh, since we left Harmony? I may or may not have watched my god die after he bequeathed me his power, so that's a lot. But, you know, all things considered, I think I'm handling it pretty well. I think you are. I think you're handling it admirably. But also, you are a person, and if I think it's okay if you feel overwhelmed about it. Thank you, Jyla. I I don't think I'm ready to talk about it yet, but I I will let you know when I am ready to share everything. All right. Take your time. Speaking of being overwhelmed, I think I owe you an apology. Well, for what? Um, when I asked you to shoot me if I was infected. I was being selfish and only thinking of myself and not wanting myself to be corrupted. I was not thinking of the toll that it would have on you and your emotions. And not that I want someone else to be the person to save me because I respect and love you, but I was going to ask someone else on the crew to handle that if you don't think you are able to, because it is a large ask that I had not considered how difficult it would be. Well, thank you, I I guess. Uh, 
don't know how I feel about somebody else doing it to you. Not because it's somebody else, just because it involves shooting you. And with what well, with the harmony sword and everything, I was kind of hoping that it might not be an issue anymore. But I appreciate you considering my feelings on it. I can't say that I'm okay about any of it, really. But I'm glad you're here and you space and well stay that way. <laughs> I plan to, and I'm hoping with the Sword of Harmony, I am able to resist chaos in all of its forms, but with having this power, I want to make sure that I am not infected still, so I, we need to... It is my responsibility to make sure that we have a plan in place in case something starts to happen. Because that if chaos can still take over me, then we would lose all chance we have of winning if the sword is taken. That makes sense. I understand that. But, trust me, I don't want to get shot. I was very hurt last time we did something, you know, on the Black Dreadnought. I was very hurt. And then I think you might have given me a the strong drug packet when we got back on board. Yeah, you needed it. Did you see yourself? Yeah, but um, I was also a little out of it for a good half an hour after that until you gave me the sober up meds uh well yep half an hour just just half an hour yep not long at all <laughs> well hopefully it won't happen like that again and we'll all stay a little bit more patched together this time um, next time that is the hope but you wouldn't be Jyla if you stayed patched together now would you <laughs> I did a pretty good job last time the hours designated for sleep on board a vessel can sometimes be very lonely and very quiet. Malcolm, you walk into the bridge of the honor and see Vika sitting alone by the communication terminal, just kind of staring at the screen. Oh, uh, couldn't sleep either, huh? Oh, uh, no, sorry. Did, did, uh, do you not want company up here? Oh, no, that's it's perfectly fine. I could use a distraction. I generally find that when I can't sleep, just being on the bridge of a ship kind of helps clear my mind a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It's it's nice to it's nice to look out the view screen and just watch the, the warp go by, honestly. So, mind if I ask what's what's keeping you up? If that's not if that's not too if it's not prying too much. It's not. Um... But I'm going to ask you something first. Okay. What what did you see when we went through the portal after chaos? That was definitely an ordeal. Um, I mean, I was at the I was at the helm and I remember thinking this this might be it. Uh, this might be where chaos takes us over going into an unknown an unknown area and I saw chaos taking over every part of the bridge including myself but i managed to somehow stay in control and keep us flying straight not really sure how i did it but i managed it when you say that you saw chaos taking over you she gives you a very wary look you don't think you're you don't think chaos 
has you right now, right? I don't think so. I haven't I haven't felt any different since then. But I hadn't thought about that. Do you think it might be I was I, guess, I was I I was going on the assumption that it was just a hallucination, but hopefully it's nothing worse than that. What did you see? Uh I'm worried that it might be a premonition. So I saw Marvin in the engine room. And I know I know he wasn't there for real, but him and Nika and Zoltan were just telling me that I was putting them in danger by not by leaving the colonists. And I'm I'm really scared that something is happening to them. So they were they were talk talking to you in your I don't know what to call it. I guess hallucination is probably the best word, but they were whatever it was. They were they were like talking to you. Whatever it was, they were it felt like they were in there in the room with me and they were talking to me and they and it wasn't it wasn't like when we've talked with chaos before and it's just felt like they're just you know repeating the same thing over and over again they were responding to me which makes it worse yeah gritch man i can't imagine if i don't think i could have kept my composure if if i'd had something like that luckily it was in my experience it was just me by myself just trying to focus on my own task but if i had if i had someone i cared about in there with me that would have been that would have been terrifying are you okay i'm 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 not sure i don't know if this is going to make it better or worse but i when we got through the portal i i turned off all communication with them honestly it's killing me not knowing if something could be happening but i'm really scared that something is can i can i ask you to do me a favor sure anything i think i'm going to turn it back on and if something is if something has happened or is happening can you just tell me that it's not my fault of course uh so if i puts in her password and scans her hand does whatever she needs to do to turn on everything again she has and to like reset her password because she said it is something that she couldn't remember because she didn't want to log in exactly exactly um and while like the little loading screen is spinning uh she reaches over and grabs mal's hand and squeezes it very tight she is very tense as you look at the screen you know a loading bar goes and then you see Tons of messages. Some of them start kind of opening little windows and playing little short clips of videos or still images and text starts floating up on the screen. All of them are very happy. You see uh, pictures of Marvin with his wife and adopted daughter, um, all happy on their new home. You have letters from your other two children just kind of giving like brief, boring updates about their lives. And overall, just like a lot of happy and just kind of normal messages back to mom from your kids so during this while she's reading this i'm not watching the screen i'm watching her to like see her reaction uh i think after a couple minutes she closes everything and leans back and uh with her other hand just like 
puts it over her eyes. <sighs> well, that, I feel a lot better. So everything's okay then? Everything seems to be okay for now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> something you're saying, though, is making me think as well, whether it's something I've, I've been thinking about recently as well is whether I've, whether I made the right decision leaving, leaving the Alliance or not. Cause I, a big part of the reason I left was I wasn't, I wasn't feeling useful in my position and I wanted to, well, part of it was I wanted to captain my own ship, which wasn't coming to me there, which is a very selfish reason for leaving. But I mean, I still hold on to it. I mean, I wear this uh, space in uniform for one. I just don't even, I just don't even know what I'm doing here anymore sometimes. Well, let me first say, I don't think it's selfish at all to want to be moving up in the world if that's your goal. But more importantly, and she squeezes his hand, I think that you are doing a great job here with the outlaws. And I mean, if you weren't on this crew, I don't think we would be as successful as we have been in all of this nonsense that's happening. So I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm really glad you're here too. And he gives her a hug. And I think they, they sit and watch the warp for a while. You said you wanted to lead off the next scene, Mandy, so... So I think where Vika and Sully are, I think they're on... I think they're up in the captain's room. And before, they were using the hollow table to track the Dreadnought. But now that uh, the Dreadnought is out of commission... They are using the hollow table to try and figure out where chaos is. And I think that involves like listening to police scanner-esque things and like the news from the Interstellar Council. Mostly. I should say mostly. I'm sure we're getting like generic galactic news too. Uh, Vika, in case you were wondering, Jyla and Captain Malcolm Llewellyn have already been by, and no, it is not a problem to eat eggshells when they're cooked, even if Lucy has not learned to deshell the eggs before he makes a cake. I'm sorry. I was not even aware that there were eggshells in the cake. Then you got very lucky. There were so many eggshells. I think I might need to talk with Lucy about... At least some basic cooking skills. Yes, that would be appreciated. But hey, at least we he cooked the cake this time and we didn't just get gloopy bad batter. The bad batter was disgusting, but I will never say no to cake batter. <laughs> I mean, I think there was times when he didn't even crack the eggs, but I digress. Vi comes over to the hollow table and starts clicking through some things. Were you able to hear anything interesting? On your shift here? Um, nothing out of the ordinary. My home planet seems to be all right as all things are considered, as I can, as far as I can tell. More propaganda. My entire faction is imploding. In, well, I guess they haven't been my faction in over a decade, but... No, but I understand. It feels a little weird to watch them self-destructing in this way. And it makes me think of home a lot more than I have in the past 15, 20 years. Are you doing okay with that? Yeah, uh, as far as um, crazy things that have happened to me in the past month, I think it's honestly kind of on the lower end. I've had a little bit more time to process it, so I think I'll get through. 
everything good with your family? So far, so good. Has um, Marvin learned not to vent atmosphere yet? That was a big problem that he kept bringing up that he was going to do that when we rescued him. I know you don't remember, but... Vika rolls her eyes. You know, I think he's pretty safe on the planet he's on mm-hmm. right now, so we don't have to worry about him venting atmosphere. But I appreciate your concern. And I think there's like a minute of silence, and then Vi looks over at Sully. Actually, um, there's... This is going to sound absolutely insane, but there's... Something You're going to have to try very hard for something to sound insane after God gave me a sword to kill chaos. I mean, it's adjacent to that, so at least as insane. Well, consider me interested. So, I, I think you should be really careful, and I know you already know this, but I think you need to be really careful with that blessing sword weapon thing that harmony gave you because to be honest i don't trust him or i mean there there's no goal here and i i just don't i don't trust a lot of what's happening right now i'm very i'm very wary i guess of what's happening that seems fair he seemed cryptic but is there something specific that is worrying you so far all of our quote-unquote tests have met with positive results both getting rid of chaos and sometimes, in one instance, curing someone. It has, which is honestly putting me more on edge because I just don't know what the backlash is going to be. There's, so there's this, there's this legend that the colonists have. And, you know, it's a story that I used to tell my kids. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's something that we tell them to explain why the colonies are the way they are. Because, you know, we're it's weird that we're not centralized and we're just all roaming the galaxy in different groups. And up until we went through that portal, that's all I've ever thought that it was, is just a way to explain it to the kids. And uh, I am having a lot of second thoughts about that because I'm starting to connect some dots and I'm... I'm not sure where this is all going to go. My spagic powers usually do not allow me to look into the future, except for one very specific instance. But I would say that any story that you've probably heard, not that I know the specifics, was probably told from Chaos's perspective. So I would take that story with a grain of salt. But I do believe that Harmony might have been a little extreme in his prejudice. And instead of looking for balance, it looked to conquer. I'm not, I want to make clear too, I'm not saying that I think Chaos is a good guy here in all of this. Of course not. I I completely trust you, Vika. I I didn't take it as that. But I think any knowledge we have of him from ancient records is going to be tainted by him. If anything Harmony said is true. I I agree. I just am worried then what Harmony's truth is, if that makes any sense. Which all of this sounds insane coming out anyway, like me saying it sounds insane because it saying that this story is true in any sense just I I, I feel like I'm going insane. <laughs> Try uh wielding the sword of harmony. 
Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm, you are welcome to continue taking up that mantle. Uh, it does not help with the sanity, as you say. Hmm. But I, I plan on being careful, and I thank you for your concern, whether it is for the universe or specifically for me, Vika. I'm, I'm glad to have you watching my back. The rest of the trip passes with relative high spirits. You've all stopped the largest threat in the galaxy that you've heard of up to this point, the Black Dreadnought, and now get to kind of enjoy the fact that the outlaws are able to work more actively in the galaxy, since most of the galaxy is cool with them existing now, at least for the time being. When you arrive back at Homestead, it is near empty. A lot of crews had been held up and waiting for the Black Dreadnought to be stopped so they could go out and go on missions and start living their lives again and not be cooped up. So this is kind of like a welcome sight to kind of see it more sparsely inhabited at the moment. But all the shops are still available, so you make dock and have plenty of time to get yourselves some new toys. What's everyone buying? Uh, Jyla is going to fix up an old new toy. Do we have a mechanic that we usually go to? I don't know if we've established a person. I don't know if you'd have a mechanic that you'd usually go to. Would this be one of those things where you go and buy parts and then show up in Vika's room like, hey. (laughs) I am your mechanic. Okay, Okay, gotcha. So I think Jyla is going to use her credit that she gets for the mission <laughs> um, to purchase some parts to fix up her power armor arm. Um, and I, so sh- I think she goes into the shop like with the arm and is like, this is Ailey. It's good for you to meet her because you're going to help me get parts to fix her up real good. And so she purchases what she needs to, to make it more fully functioning. Cool. Do you want to have a mechanic that you know? I feel like I like undercut your having a mechanic friend. No, I mean, I think it makes sense that Vika's the person. Cool. I, I was just making sure we hadn't... We had a chemist, so I wanted to make sure I hadn't forgotten. Yeah, I think the only thing that would be close to that is there's like the guy that you sell ships to. Okay. Yeah, that's fine if I just like purchase parts and then bring it back to Vika. Cool. So fixing this arm is actually pretty straightforward since you did a very good job making it right off the bat. And given the nature of imposition parts, they're pretty like robust and hard to break apart. Mm-hmm. At the end of this, you have a functioning arm. Now, my question is, is this an arm that is going to make you better at throwing things? Or is this like repaired power armor that is going to work better as a shield? Mm, I was thinking more like she has like a melee attack. Okay, no, that's fine. But she does have a she does have the interstellar council sword. No, I mean if you want this to be like a if if you want this to be like a stronger arm that can equal a melee attack and a throwing bonus that will will work out off off okay. recording. Yeah, I was thinking like a punchy punchy okay. sort of thing. No, I like that. So it's the arm more than it is the whole suit of armor. Yeah, it's just the arm. She just okay. took the arm back. She. Because the rest of it was too big. Cool. I like how you got this particle magnetism weapon, and then you're like, mm, nope, I just want a punchy, punchy arm. Hey, look, Ellie is a special weapon. She is. <laughs> Other people, what you shopping for? So Vi is going to purchase, she'll go to that same mechanic shop place, and uh, she's going to purchase parts to put together like a rolling shield. And what I mean by that is it's able to be put down or like 
thrown and dropped somewhere uh, so that it forms a shield in front of either myself or other people. How big do you imagine this thing being? Uh, covering one person. No, I mean the the object, the, the device that generates a shield. Oh, like Pokeball size. Okay, like, so this is something you like chuck out and it like makes a little bubble. Yes, yes. And uh, the the one thing that I want to add to it is there's something that brings it back to me. Oh, I like that. Cool. So it's like a yo-yo. Sure. This is the shield equivalent of a yo-yo. Or the yo-yo equivalent of a shield. So I think that the, like, when you get the item, if text was to appear on the screen, it would say, like, throwable shield, subtext, great for camping and guns. Perfect. (laughs) I think Sully is going through a lot, and he is going to pull out his, like, keeper robes for the first time in like ever since he's left and i think he's gonna go and buy some parts and go like talk with like more of the battle keepers um like the ones that would be more like doing more military stuff and modify his robes to give him a little bit more defense okay how do you think this changed them cosmetically and is wearing the robes something like special for you is this like a thing for the keepers, um, I I think it's a thing for Sully because I think for the longest time he has given up that part of his life entirely. Like when he became an outlaw, he did not feel like he, in good faith, could use his religious garments. Is how he views them. Okay, like they're not like high church stuff, but he still views them as you know, like kind of like how the pastors wear like the backwards collar shirt stuff. Right, like even you know, if like for casual even wear. if it's a small symbol, it's still a symbol. Right. And so like for him, he hasn't worn it really since he's become an outlaw, but with all the stuff that he's been going through, um cosmetically, I view it more as having like from the there's like a robe that goes over everything, so that wouldn't change much, but like the under robe has more like metally bits like on like the front, well, from what you can see is the front. So, like, there's, like, a breastplate and guarding, like, joints and stuff. Okay. I think the, like, overcoat robe is, like, a changing color robe that's, like, constantly shifting patterns and colors because it's representing so many different planets and cultures. It's just, like, constantly mixing different colors and forming different patterns. Oh, that's a cool idea. I like that. Vinny, do you want to buy something today or are we still waiting on that? Yes, I think I figured out what I want to do. Okie doke. Thinking about his conversation with Vika, Mal has decided that it's time to hang up the um, captain's outfit. It's time to put that put that to rest. And, oh my um, goodness! Yep, um, and go, and he's he's putting that part of his life behind him and going fully in into outlaws now. Does he look like a pirate? He gets a leather jacket. I was going to say, what does Outlaw Malcolm look like? (laughs) I don't care what item you buy. You're telling me what Outlaw Malcolm looks like. (laughs) So he he sells his captain's outfit to somewhere. Sure, somebody. Oh, it fetches a very good price. (laughs) This is all the black market. People want uniforms. And... This is this is this is gonna be kind of goofy, but yeah, he gets he gets a brown leather jacket to wear. <laughs> That's appropriate. He has basically shifted from being Riker to being 
to being Mal. <laughs> He's now Mal, and for real. Malcolm Reynolds, yeah. How long is the jacket, you know? That, yeah, that's a good question. It's important. It. I mean, it's like it's like a trench coat almost. It's like almost, or more like a pea coat. Okay, so yeah, you're, yeah. So, so duster, yep. yeah. Yeah, duster, that's a good word for it. But I was wondering if there's a way I could make it. I, I don't want to, see the thing is, I don't want to just do what Zach just did, what, what Sully just got, but um, some way to make this useful. I don't know if it could be like, armored um, somehow buffable clothes absolutely it doesn't have to be armored it can be anything that you can think of and if you do want it to be armored you can be as flavorful or not with that as you want to be um but it can be like a value add piece of clothing because the one that you're getting rid of was so you know yeah you can also play it narratively differently than mine like where mine is literal armor where you could play yours as like you just feel luckier in the cloak. <laughs> can it can it be like an illusion jacket, or do you want to be more straightforward? I think I'm going for straightforward with this one. Okay. Yeah, if you want, I mean, basically everyone's finding out that you guys take a lot of damage and are wanting to repel damage, so that is totally acceptable. Yeah. It does not bother me at all if you're making armor that, you know. Okay. Uh, we took keeper robes. Okay, yeah, no, I'll go with that then. Well, we can work out the details of that later. Yeah, I think maybe it's one of those things that has like a translucent, almost like a glow to it of like a little energy shield that hugs to the jacket. Yeah, I actually like that. I was I was thinking along those lines as well, but I wasn't sure how that would work. But That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, because leather, as it turns out, against blaster fire is near useless. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone's all upgraded and ready for your next mission. Final scene of the night. Sully, you are I don't know, where do you guys hang out when you're docked and not on and not on a mission? Do you guys still live on the ship or do you guys have like apartments here? How do you imagine this working? Um, Sully definitely has an apartment. Okay. Cuz he lived here for years and years like, you know, 15 years, 20 years before he or However long, you know, he's been here at least a decade before he got like this is his first crew like off planet he's done is the four of us. So like he definitely has a place where he lives. Gotcha. Vi stays on the ship. She's always been on a ship, always comfortable on a ship. Uh, She's there. Yeah. Same thing with Mal. He spent most of his life working on ships, so he wouldn't feel comfortable really having a place. Although maybe this is the time. I don't know. I, I think for Sully as well, like, not that he avoids the ship when he when they're at Homestead, but he is not on it as free. You know, like, he'll stock up stuff, but it's like he treats he treats it as shore leave where he can go help other people in his time off. Right. So he doesn't just, like, chill on his ship other than restocking and, like, when people want to talk to him. Yeah, that makes sense. I think Jyla keeps a room on the ship. I think when she's been in between crews, she's just gone in, like, a motel, essentially. Gotcha. Do you where do you live now though? Do you live in Sully's apartment when? Um. Yeah. If Sully has his own apartment, I think she might stay there. Yeah. She probably floats between Sully's apartment and the ship because the ship has to like her workshop and stuff like that. So. I feel like his apartment was very like sterile before, and now it's just like there's like a weird mix of it being like very like minimalist and just like a little bit of clutter, like a heap of a bomb being disassembled like on the kitchen table. While you're at your apartment, you get a call. Um, hello? Hello, so you mentioned that maybe we could talk once we're all back home and safe. I say home, but I guess that was a Freudian slip that's maybe telling me something about myself. But anyways, we're all back on Homestead, so do you want to join me for a giant leaf? I would love to. Great, you don't actually... You don't have to eat the giant leaf, I was just 
meaning that humorously is like, anyways. Either way, I would be fine. My parents were diplomats, so it would not be the first giant leaf that I was forced to consume. All right, well, I will send you the best giant leaf place I have found so far. The call ends. You get an invitation to Giant Leaves, the place where caterpillar people eat. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Camilla. (laughs) I was thinking it's like kind of like ritzy. It's like leaf, (laughs) L-E-E-F, in all sans serif font, you know? No, it's in cursive font. That extra fancy. Uh, Alright, so, you arrive at a little cafe. Uh, Inside, you see Camilla sitting in kind of a quiet corner. As she promised, there is a plate with a giant leaf on it, and she's currently holding hers up to her face and slowly chomping on it. What is a giant leaf but uncut salad? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's not even the worst thing Sully's had recently with Lucy on the ship cooking. It just is kind of... It would be not dissimilar from just grabbing a stick of aloe vera and snacking down on it. Again, Sully recently ate a cake with eggshells in it. (laughs) So he goes over the story of, like, basically what happened in the... Else world, the outer world, or whatever we're calling it, beyond space and time, and it finishes up. So um, that's basically how I met God. He gave me his power, and then he died. I guess should I be bowing or something? It feels like I should be like saluting. I I could like burn a candle. I don't really know the right way to oh, respond. Please don't. Much I... like you to meeting a deity. Yeah, I've. I've been struggling with it, and a lot of people have been asking if I'm okay, and it's, I don't know, it's just hard to explain any of these feelings to people who are, like, don't believe in the same thing I do, or have any connection to the spagic all around us. Yeah, I guess, like, as far as okay goes, if okay means normal, probably not okay, but I guess what I want to know is... Do you know what you're supposed to do? Vaguely at best. I'm supposed to fight chaos, I think. Well, I guess that's been true for a while, so you're a good choice, I suppose. I mean, I felt that I was... I didn't feel like I had a choice. Not in a bad way, but I respect all members of my crew, but... It felt wrong for any of them to take this mantle upon themselves, in my opinion, with not really understanding any of it. Not that I understand much more, but, you know. I guess at least you have a sense of the more whimsical nature that these abilities can take, but it seems like a lot to process at the moment for you. You seem to be doing fairly stoic with it. Which I hope is not the coping mechanism that means you're, like, about to fall apart, it seems. Um, I think stoic is my general disposition for pretty much all emotion. But I I don't really know if I'm falling apart, honestly. It's, it's weird, you know, watching God die. Yeah, also, how does that work? Like, I mean, the concept of if you were in a place where concepts were made manifest and the harmony is a concept. It's not like the concept of harmony has stopped existing. So did harmony die? Can a deity die? I mean, these are a lot of difficult questions. Like, But I don't think harmony doesn't exist. 
anymore. It's just a different form. Like, chaos didn't stop existing once it left the conceptual round. There's still chaos around us. That's true, in multiple ways. So what form did Harmony take now? I think it was a sword that is now inside my head. Cool. cool. Can you, like, can you draw the sword? Like, have you tried to just, like, draw the sword? I haven't. I can. I try to draw the sword. No, nothing happens. <laughs> I mean, all right. That feels like it was maybe a little bit of a maybe a little bit of me funding you. I. I mean, I literally have no idea what this can do. But you apparently, know, it can cure chaos. How was that, by the way? Very rough because fighting in a cognitive plane means you use conceptual things as literal weapons. And let me tell you, I have never been a frontline combatant, if you couldn't tell. I feel like I would rather use physical things as physical weapons, but that's just kind of my forte more. I would agree. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess it's a concerning thing to hear. One, that, like, you can meet your deity in a way, because, like, not exactly my plan or my thought was that I could just, like, have a conversation with the concept. But guess I'm glad that Harmony maybe has a more active presence now? Yes, I, I would agree. I am glad he, it... I guess you, right? <laughs> uh, I guess me is here, but I was glad that I was here before I became the emissary of Harmony. Well, if it means that we can, like, resolve issues of people being tainted by chaos, I think I'm more glad that you're here now than I was before, if I'm being totally honest. That is fair. I kind of came into your world at a point when it got a little turned upside down, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm aware that that wasn't your fault, but it was not on my best day that we met. Well, I thank you for not blaming me. I think mostly I blame Chaos, which I guess is now literally your responsibility to handle, so take care of that and we'll call it even. Well, if that's going to be the case, I will request a giant leaf upon completion. As many as you can eat. Shockingly, they're not expensive. How are you doing with things, since you're now calling this home? Well, they do have good giant leaves, and, um... So far, you guys have not asked me to do anything that seems dastardly or evil or illegal. Well, illegal, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, I don't think it's illegal and that's enough for me at the moment. I feel like that is basically how every faction functions. That's true, and and I guess for me, it's I've always kind of been the person that's in whatever moment I am in, if that makes sense. Eh, does it matter if I'm stationed on a base that's a little bit more ramshackle than one that looked all fancy like the Interstellar Council? Not that much. I've always been traveling around constantly anyways, and I'd rather have the next thing to do than to just be sitting anywhere and feeling wasted. So it's been a nice change of pace, really. That's good. If you want, the offer still stands. You're always welcome to join the Outlaws. Well, you're always welcome to join the Keepers. We could use literally Harmony on our side, so, you know. Well, I would definitely use you as, like, a mascot for recruitment. I'm worried that I would just be sent to um, space USO clubs to do promotional things and sell war bonds in that case. Yeah, and we'd probably also, like, throw you at any problem we could. So, yeah, I mean, I would not be above using you in the most utilitarian way possible. <laughs> so the offer stands if you ever feel like it. I appreciate that, but I have been a very bad keeper for the past 15 years. And I think 
I will be more good in the Outlaws than I will be being thrown at literally every problem you can think of. this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for the show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and the public domain. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network, and on Twitch we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. You can also find us on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network, and on Twitch we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.